Welcome to the Gear Slum, your one-stop shop for all things guitar culture. I'm Aaron. I'm Phil. And I'm Cole. We slum it hard. watching this clip of uh, uh that's a fair ball oh no that's a foul ball oh Aaron Ooh. we're <laughs> we're doing serious business watching a baseball clip can you of please a, treat can you a please ball treat that was this? it was rolling down the line the guy picked it up and the ump called it fair and they all can freaked out treat this with the respect it deserves we have many a fan yes Aaron, some of us are actually committed to this podcast. Yeah. And want it to succeed. Yes. And that person is named Phil. Well, here I am. I'll savor every moment of it. Taste of ink. That is. Yes. The used. Okay, here, here's. So I was thinking of this, that song, because you guys were talking about it a couple weeks ago. Um, and I was like, oh, that song reminds me a lot of, well, then you guys also mentioned My Chemical Romance. So I was listening to mm-hmm. The Used. First, I was listening to Buried Myself Alive and then Taste of Ink. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to listen to Not okay. I'm Not Okay by My Chemical Romance. Chemical Romance. Chemical and then I was like, this song makes me want to listen to Taking Back Sunday and the song A Decade Under the Influence. Cut without the E. Okay. No, from their second album, To Hell yeah. With You and All Your Friends. Which, which is such a good album. Yeah. And then I was like, that also reminds me of that brand new song that was like the big single off their second album, too. And I was like, this is like a category of song that is like kind of anthemic, but also like, yeah, it's like alternative anthemic kind of like damaged I'm damaged, but it's good. I'm okay, but I'm not okay, but I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I really like those songs. And then I was trying to think of any other songs that fit in that category, and I can't. But there has to be more, right? You're saying from like a lyrical perspective? Mo- lyrics, but also just like the feeling of like, and they kind of all, they just have like big courses, and the, it was like this time where like, yeah, emo punk was like doing that thing. I guess. Okay, I'll give you one. Yeah, please. That's like a very ready? AFI thing, right? Olivia. Oh yeah, like go. that mosh mosh part two. Yeah, song that that fits the category yeah. too. Totally. Olivia Rod. Guys, my Rodrigo. taste is very eclectic. Brutal. <laughs> I like. I like every <laughs> band that been in with the Warp Tour, with early two thousands. Yeah. I like the openers and the guys playing side stage and the main <laughs> events. Did you say Olivia Rodrigo brutal? Brutal. Yes. Does it have like a cool guitar riff in it? Listen to it right now. But just to answer that question. Yes. Okay. Are you listening to it? Just answer the question. Yeah. 
You I'm, are listening to it? I'm listening to it as we're talking, so. Good. Keep, keep talking. listening to it. I'm not going to stop. Good. Cole? You and I are flying no. solo. Okay, yeah, it does have this kind of like what else is synth guitar. Thank you. You're right. It does. Cole, you can take the time to listen to it after he's done so like, because I can't God, do this by myself. God called in sick. God called in sick today by AFI is very much. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess that one song um, that from the Offspring, the far away, kind of fits that vibe, but it's a little yeah more like jock rock. Did you ever like them? I remember like I had friends who were really into them in like middle school. Yeah. They who? they fell into that category of like Offspring. bands who got oh. who got like hated unfairly because they were popular, even though like Offspring went out of their way to like bring along smaller bands and like they were trying to like yeah. lift, you know, rising tide lifts all boats type of thing. But they yeah. still and like they're very punk in a lot of ways, but in my brain, they weren't punk enough, so I didn't get into them enough early on. But I yeah, loved, that's how I feel too. I mean, weirdly, I loved the kids aren't all right, which is like all, all of my punk friends in high school were very much against uh, against offspring, we're, we're right? Against the offspring because of all the things that you're saying. Yeah, yeah. because of the things you're saying. Yeah, yeah, totally. And it's totally unfair. Like some, like some bands that sell out, it's like I don't think it's like a bad thing to do but they are actually selling out the offspring never really sold out they just got popular yeah and like you know? green day was arguably way bigger uh yes i was gonna and say they th- didn't get the same kind of like they hate. did not get the hate yeah. i know it's and that is they very did strange no green day did get the hate though not not um, the, they did not get the hate i think they the deserved it more than the offspring though honestly uh, i mean i don't i think they got it when they didn't deserve it and then they deserved it maybe later on because like yeah. they got yeah, they did kind of get right. a lot of hate when they signed and even when they put out dookie people were like oh they sold out but it's like that's exactly yeah. like what they did before and then yeah. like and also but then like, like when don't you want their music to be heard by as many people as possible yeah and, but then like when american idiot came out like i think by that time the ship had sailed and no one really thought of them as selling out even that was like probably yeah they were just like a pop band at that shift point. album yeah which is fine too like you can do that but yeah i actually liked i actually liked american that like sort of rekindled my interest in green day weirdly yeah green it's, day's good it turns out green day is pretty good well they have they are they were really good and then they have a lot of good stuff they're more i think hit and miss over the last like 15 20 years but oh yeah totally but what's super funny or like funny to me now is now that we're like kind of old you know it's like it's like i still think of american idiot as like their new stuff it's like totally and it's like that album's like 20 years old almost yeah yeah exactly (laughs) same thing with like even like yeah self-titled i'm like oh that's the new stuff that song that album's trash dude i was like i was talking to someone the other day and saying like no what's my age again that was like pretty late and they're like that literally came out in the 90s enemy of the state came out in 1999 i'm pretty sure yeah i remember it being like when i was in high school yeah that is so old because it was at the height of like boy band stuff take off your pants and jacket even in my mind is like very new 
Blink stuff, and that's that like was 2001. Yeah. Yeah. Because that, that was out. It's crazy. Again, it's pretty great that that was out when I worked in a record store, and so I literally probably said that the name of that record and heard it said to me <laughs> hundreds of times and still never got the joke. <laughs> it's a pretty good joke. Yeah. Uh, the Olivia Rodrigo stuff's pretty good, Phil. And that song was, I didn't pay attention to it that much because I was talking through it, but. I freaking love it. I love. I, I love how much she talks about like how good she is at driving. <laughs> like in all her songs. She talks about, well, she's 17. <laughs> I know. That's what yeah, I'm saying. She's, it's like, a, I love, she's it's a 17 year old like, girl too. I really like it. Like, she's like, I can even every, parallel park. I'm like. Every stereotype I, <laughs> about her is that she's bad at driving, you know? Well, actually what she says, the line is, I can't even parallel park. Oh, is that what she said? Yes. Well, I don't like that as much. Yes, I know. Learn how to parallel it's park. A, it's not it's that internalized hard. oppression is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's internalized misogyny. Also, it's like, I can't even write cursive. Who cares? You don't need to write cursive. You don't need to parallel park. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Sometimes you do. Yeah. I mean, I parallel like, park daily, multiple times a day. But well, I like, live in the city. But she also, I guess, like, lives in the you city. You can drive to another part, you know. Or I like, think at this point she can have other people drive her around. Well, but you, all you like, do is you just find a place where there's like a wide opening, yeah. and you just pull in. You don't parallel. I mean, you're, I guess well, it's thank technically you for, thank you for it's technically park parallel explaining. parking. Explaining. I mean, Are that is still parks? you are still parallel parking at that point because you're still parking parallel to the curb, but you're just not yeah, like, you're just not backing into the spot. Yeah. I wonder, like, I don't like how this. many, how common My, is it? The is like the automatic parallel parking going to be? Uh, eventually, very. Yeah. Here's the best advice I ever got for parallel parking. I'm going to pass it on to you and to all our readers. <laughs> you ready? Yeah. Fast hands, slow feet. I think weirdly, I think you've said that on this podcast good. before. It's good about advice. parallel parking. It is very good. <laughs> Why can't you have but, slow hands? Because you you, you got to turn the wheel, wheel a lot to the extremes. Yes. Okay, but if you don't turn it hard, fast means uh, you, you can do it slowly. But the concept is you're steering very hard, but at a low speed. Okay. But not well, going hard fast. hard hands. But listen, if you're if you are backing up, <laughs> if you're backing up, sounds weird. Listen, 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 Linda. I, if I'm you're if your car is moving. Uh huh. And you want to get a sharp turn from one direction to the other? Yeah. While your car is moving? But my car is not moving. Fast. I come to a complete stop. No, you don't. And then I turn the wheel. Yes. Why? Not, For parallel parking? At, you're not good at parallel parking. No, you don't do. Why would you do that? <laughs> because you you're because you were going forward and then you go in reverse. You have no, to no, no. stop oh, before you go in stopped. reverse. But we're talking about when you change yes. directions. Yeah, you have to back park. in. And then you have to turn the wheel all the way to the other side while exactly. you're backing you, in. You do your back end in, and then you turn the wheel all the way around to bring your front end in. Yeah. Hey, and guys, you have to do, do that you know what, quickly. Do you know what so we're finding out on this? Somebody. Do you know what we're finding out on this podcast? I do know how to parallel park. Don't you dare say <laughs> I don't know how. I'm saying that I can move my That's hands as slow as I want. You can, but you're going to suck at it. <laughs> no. I will. I will. Are you? Are you, are you so you're telling me you just like you like turn your wheel slowly a little bit and like I can you fully stop your car turn your wheel slowly a little bit 
back up like an inch and then turn it. If somewhere. I want, I can do that. You can, but that seems like bad, a waste. that would be bad advice to give someone. I guess it's I'm not like, the one handing out advice. You are. That, that's like I a know. subtle. I don't like your advice. If somebody parked that way and ended up in the right spot, like you wouldn't think anything of it, right? I would be very upset if I was waiting for them. <laughs> very upset. <laughs> if I was in the car with them, oh. or like, <laughs> or waiting to get around me. Yeah, if you were like, like <laughs> if you're like, why is this old man taking his sweet damn time, dude? The other day. I'm going to tell you the story. I pulled up into an empty parking space on a curb behind a vehicle that was already parked. Okay. This woman comes, gets into the vehicle in front of me. Like, as I'm pulling up, she gets in the car and turns it on and turns, it puts it in reverse. I see her reverse lights. So I'm like, okay, she's going to like leave, right? This is what I'm thinking. So I haven't put the car in park yet. I back up a little bit to give her room to move back and to leave that's nice of you she doesn't leave she puts her front end like into the street and then she rolls down her window and looks at me and kind of like waves for me to go around her and so i signal i point down i say i'm parking here i'm gonna park right here so she like seems to get the message so she's like okay she backs back into the spot she pulls out again a little bit, looks at me, waves, and tries to wave me around. I go, I'm parking here. But I back up, I back up more because I'm thinking like and she's like, no more room. Aaron's like going like this, and she's like, No, I will not come sit on your lap, sir. <laughs> no, she wants me to go around her. And I'm like, I'm where I want to be. I'm not going around you. <laughs> this is where I want to be. So I back but you're waiting all the way up waiting for her to finish. I have like, arrived. There, I'm at the edge. There's like a driveway behind me, right? So there's open space. So I pull all the way back in front of the driveway. And she's still doing the same thing. And she's doing it very slowly. And it's really annoying. <laughs> I get so mad. I'm like, screw this. I'm not parking here because this woman is going to like back into me as soon as I get out of the car. So I drive around very angrily, I might add. Like, you know, how you kind of speed. Yeah. Fast feet. I would oh, say. I know. <laughs> I park up on the next corner, like half a block away. <laughs> and I'm walking when I get out and I walk back. She's still doing the same thing. And what? I figured out what she's trying to do is like she's trying to maneuver her car to like get it like a couple inches closer to the curb. Oh. I'm like, oh. who cares? <laughs> I don't know. Like it's not a contest as long as you're like within reason, you know. But she was already she had already parked the car and like was out of the vehicle. She came back and got in it to move it closer to the curb. I was like, so you are insane. It was the most frustrating moment of my life. Well, it's because she probably thinks people are watching and judging her, you know? Yeah, probably. She's like, why won't this guy just go? I don't want him to watch me. <laughs> Which I can actually, like, I can't relate to that with parallel parking, but plenty of aspects of my life I can, you know? Just leave. But it was very funny. And then I kind of felt a little bit bad, but also I'm like, you are ridiculous. Like you had, she had plenty of room to do that without waving to me to go around her. But then I think she maybe didn't know. She probably thought I was trying to leave and like waiting for her. I don't know. It was insane. Insane in the membrane. Mm. Insane in the brain. Hey, so what do you, you prefer? Like what do you prefer? You prefer that or baseball? <laughs> <laughs> Which would you it. rather listen to me talk about? 
<laughs> I'll go with baseball. All right, let's do the game. Because baseball's it's the beautiful game, right? Oh, can I say one more thing about baseball? No. So I I made a post. I posted this thing about baseball and like unwritten rules and like how players should have fun. Someone whose name I won't mention posted under the name Aaron Coleman. Was it about was it about how Tatis got scolded for hitting that 3-0 homer? No, it was. Well, it was about what happened with your mean recently. On the White oh, Sox, it was the same, it same, was the same thing, deal though, right? Yeah, big, you mean Mercedes? Lead. Yeah. Yep, they were up, and he hit it on three and zero. Anyway, but then hit. Did you see this thing? His like manager Tony Larusa. Did you hear about this thing? Like, did you hear about this thing though. Took the side <laughs> of the other team, and he's like, "We're going to talk to him," and he should have yeah, done dude. that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then like everyone, other players. I saw so many. I saw so yeah. many memes making fun of Larusa, which is pretty great. Dude, another a pitcher on the White Sox, this guy's own team, said like, "Oh, it's he. That's what he should do. We don't have a problem with it." And then Tony Larusa said, "Well, he has a locker, and I have an office." <laughs> Idiot. Uh, yeah, and he plays baseball, and you are like a hundred years old. Anyway. Um, anyway, so then someone said, "Oh yeah, baseball. I is supposed to be boring. I want it to be boring." And yeah. he's like. So nostalgic here, so Phil, like, i'm gonna yeah, explain this to you <laughs> i'm gonna explain this to you as an outsider you being an outsider <laughs> to baseball in general yes and so what what we're talking about here and there is one of the unwritten rules in baseball which there are a lot of them but it has kind of been at the forefront this year because it's come up a few times but basically when a team has a large enough lead uh well in this one they actually hit off a position player right yeah wasn't that like part of it? Because it wasn't actually. A yeah. Pitcher. Yes. It was a position player. This team was up. This team was up by like seven runs or something like that. They had run out of pitchers. And so they they basically were just playing like some random dude at pitcher, which, you know, random guys from the field are not going to be good pitchers. And the guy hit a home run off of them, which is literally what he's paid to do. Hit the baseball as far as he can. He did that and he gets in trouble because you should be nice to them when you have that big of a lead and not try to hit home runs. I, know I don't know if like they like, your... I don't think they ran out of pitchers. I think they were like, we lost this game. Yeah. We're not going to use our pitchers. Yeah. Cause Which we want to we lamer. Like it is, if you're doing that, like you gave up. So now I have to give up too. Yeah. And you're let making you strike a, me you're out. Making a tactical, you're making a tactical choice and it's not like they're going to stop playing. If they made a comeback, it'd be like the greatest comeback ever. Yeah. And and you'd be thinking like, man, I should have hit that home run when I had a it's chance. Like if you want to forfeit, then forfeit. It's so it's so exactly. That's that's how I feel about it. Like let them forfeit if the game is over as far as they're concerned. Yeah. But no, they would say like, no, we're still trying to come back, so Yeah, yeah. so don't let us get back. Freaking, if we get really close, then you can start trying again. Freaking bull crap. <laughs> What do you think? But, do you feel the Pod- about this? Padres, the Padres just beat Minnesota, I think, 16 to 4 the other day. <laughs> That's awesome. Phil does not care. Could not care less. Phil, come on, man. Well, I'm I'm sorry. I I Aaron is correct. I can't care more <laughs> than I do because I care zero. I said you can't care less. I know. But you said I said you couldn't. You can't care. You can't care more means that you care as much as you possibly can. I think what he's saying is like he cares as much as he has the capacity to care. 
Yes. Like someone else could oh, okay. care more. Like you can't care not. more about this. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This thing could be cared about more than he cares about it, but not by him. That's exactly it. Thank you. <laughs> he could not be the one to care about it. Right. More. <laughs> more. Yeah. I don't. I wish you liked sports. They're so good. <laughs> hey, I got an idea. Let's play a game. Because Phil, listen to this. Oh, okay. you know how much you know how much you care you like music yeah i also like it that much uh well we there's no way of knowing if we like it the same amount i like it so much Me that too. i'm making a podcast about it okay mm, remains and to I've, be seen. I've dedicated my life to it this is in fact a podcast so far, i don't know podcast if, i don't know if and you yeah. could say that this podcast <laughs> is question. about music I question two aspects. Whether this podcast about is about music and whether you're dedicated to it. <laughs> Twofold. I love many problematic things. And I love movies and writing. And I still like sports. Okay. Okay. So I'm saying you could like it if you tried. No. You could. I I believe Aaron, in you. we're different. I know. Aaron, we're different. Yeah, I know. Aaron, Aaron, I'm built different. <laughs> Built different, but it's like you don't even try. You don't even give it a shot. You've prejudged it. You've prejudged sports. Yes, yes. That's just I'm a really unfair. Yeah, forty-three year old man, and it's not happening. Do you have many? Old- do you know how many middle-aged men leave their wives for another man because they realize they've been gay the whole time? And they were just fighting it. Maybe you're a closeted I, I will t- sports fan. You could be I'll a sports guy. I'll tell you this. Here's what might happen. What might happen? Always like sports. My son might get into a sport. My son. In which case, I will. You'll have to. Here's what's gonna happen. Oh, along your, those your lines, son, guess- your son's gonna be like, "Oh, Dad, I really want to play baseball. Can you teach me everything you know about baseball?" And you'll say, I already have. And you're going to be like, no, I was too busy watching Star Wars. I literally already have taught you everything I know, and it's nothing. <laughs> so, so, are you Phil, prepared to reason, have that weight on your shoulders? The thing that appeals, the thing that appeals to me about baseball specifically <laughs> is just the stats. Like, I will, I will watch baseball, but I, that's not the it's primary a, it, form. Baseball like is a spreadsheet. It. Yes, I like to watch YouTube videos about like outliers, you know, historical outliers and things like that. I'm only kidding. I don't John boys. I don't think you need to or should like sports if you don't. I don't have any yeah. feelings. Towards but you speaking of <laughs> speaking of your kids playing sports, there was a, a fantastic development this year or this. Uh, it, it was this year, but it was also yesterday. Um, my son, we were my son. At playing. <laughs> he plays soccer and he's pretty good. I honestly don't know like how good he is because he, he <laughs> plays rec league and stuff, but I feel like he's pretty good. And he's like, he got now he got some athletic ability from somewhere. Who knows? Um, Probably from his dad who scored a goal in a hockey match, scored a freaking goal in D league hockey, adult league. So um, <laughs> adult league, we all play naked. So it's do league it's a do league yeah mountain Dew. um 
he decided so he was thinking about trying out for competition soccer and we got a you know flyer for it and the sign-up fees the registration fees just the registration not like travel costs or anything else depending on what league you get placed in range from like six hundred and fifty dollars to twelve hundred dollars a season soccer yeah for soccer dude the sport that all you need to play is grass and you don't even need that technically yeah you just need ground exactly which is like the reason that it's the most popular sport in the world right like the barrier of entry is so low um so my son you know we started a discussion to say like hey it's actually pretty expensive and you know maybe you should consider other sports he decided he's going to play hockey instead yeah that's way cheaper it actually is crazily enough i mean when you add all the pads and stuff but he already has all the gear oh yeah yeah well he's already got the gear just to get out there and play so next year both my sons are going to play hockey and they're going to take after their father and score many goals it's just gatekeeping it's like they want to take soccer but they don't want like the poor kids to play and it's like that's the poor kids sport it belongs (laughs) to us that is crazy like that at that (laughs) level of competition soccer it's like, yeah, oh, sorry, weird. your parents aren't rich enough to let you play this one. Yeah, like they literally on the thing have like financing options for signing your kid up for soccer, dude. That's wild. Like that is not okay. It's not Especially okay for Trust soccer me. of all things. Soccer. Dumb sport. I don't actually think soccer is a dumb sport. And now I realize after saying this, our friend Jake Ross is going to listen to this and think like we bonded over soccer and how your son plays, but I'd rather have him play hockey. I'm sorry. You know, hockey's just more American. It's true. And that's mm. the one thing I care about is being American. Mm. Yeah. If you don't know gun street wiring shop by now, you must be living in the dark ages. They are the premier hand-built wiring solution for all of your guitars. I have one in my Telecaster. I have a setup in there, five-way. It's great. Have it in my Jazzmaster. It's amazing. I actually put it in my Epiphone Dot. Brought the thing back to life. It's crazy. If you don't have it, you need it. Every guitar that you own will be better with Gun Street Wiring Shop. I promise. Also, if you join the street crew, you get a discount on the product. And I guarantee you'll enjoy it. If you get it and you don't like it, I will punch coal in the face that's my guarantee check it out right now at gunstreetwiringshop.com okay so, so let's play this game just saying let's play your sport phil okay <laughs> this is all sports are games therefore all games are sports false it's the sport true. of kings this horse racing sport is called Guess that pedal review. String okay. edition. Ooh. Okay, so well, all guitar the triumphant the, the triumphant return of Aaron Abubo has Oh yeah, that I'm we're playing Rush this. We're playing and we're playing a new version of the game this time. All of the reviews are about strings. Okay. You mean bridge to nut ropes? 
<laughs> yes. All right. Just making sure we had the same. Yes. We're on the same okay. page here. Yes. This review, this is a one-star review titled, Don't Buy Them. All right. It is by Amazon Customer. Reviewed in the United States, June 26th, 2019. That was two years ago. These a month. are the absolute worst guitar strings I've ever bought. They don't stay in tune. Every time I go to bend a string or play a hard power chord, Ernie strings Bar immediately go out of tune. They don't stay tuned for any longer than maybe five minutes tops. Wow. <laughs> it's impossible to make it through a whole song with these. I wouldn't use these strings to perform at any shows or open mics. You can't even practice with them. How can I do anything with strings that don't stay in tune? Cons, yeah. don't stay in tune. Cool <laughs> sound, not reliable. Pros, the gauges at the beginning of the strings were colorful. Didario. <laughs> Dario. Dario. No. Really? Are are they uh Fender Joy? My first thought they was are Fender. Joy. Are they the they Fender, Fender Bullets? They are not. No, Fender. they wouldn't be the bullets because the bullets have like they aren't colored, they have the little bullets, right? Oh no, they're not. Oh is it like there's another name of the strings, like Fender something strings? Uh well or I like mean, what are we trying yeah, to guess yes. like the gauge of string no you don't have to guess the gauge are we trying to guess like the phosphor, metallic phosphor metallic bronze makeup? fender nickel plated 250s 150r pure nickel electric pure oh, nickel. all nickel ah the all, all nickel, nickel. <laughs> interesting okay. All right, the next review. <laughs> that was good. That was fun. <laughs> the next review by Amazon customer. Five stars. Great replacement for Elixir Polywebs. United States, April 25th, 2021. Not too long ago. So with COVID causing manufacturing problems, Elixir has been out of polywebs for a while. These strings aren't exactly the same, but they have a very smooth feel. Slightly more finger noise and a bit more bright than polywebs, but so far these are the closest I could find. These also seem to last longer without the coat falling off. I'd highly recommend at least trying these out if you want a smooth string with a kind of woody metallic sound. Are they uh, D'Addario XTs? Oh, are they NYXLs? That's my guess. They are not D'Addario XTs. Are they D'Addario coated phosphor bronze, the EXP ones? That is not what they are called. Aaron, you don't have a web page open with all these options on it, do you? No. 
Aaron is a fa- Aaron is it's a big not fan in, of Jeopardy. In, I don't I don't think NYXL are coded. Aaron yeah. is a big fan of Jeopardy. Aren't and they aren't they meant to be like Jeopardy wrong life low noise though? That you have to say the title so, exactly yeah. correct. That's not always true. Like for example, if it's an, a famous person, usually you can just say the last name and it's fine. Well, these like, strings are not a famous person. I know. I'm just saying. Are like, they elixirs of some kind? Are they just the nano webs or something? I think they're Diderio they strings. Not by the brand they, Elixir. They're they a coded Diderio string, but we're just not saying the right ones. Are they acoustic or electric? Diderio and phosphor bronze. Oh, phosphor. You XT cut out. phosphor bronze? Is that what you said? Oh, are they the Everlast X-S. ones? XS. XS. Oh, XS. Extra small? You cretin. In excess? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know the band In Excess? Okay, last review. The eye is the eye is unnecessary. Yeah. yeah, it's true. In fact, it makes their name more confusing. Because if it was just in excess, people would say in excess, in excess. But because it has the I, you're like Inkses. Oh, I for a long time I thought their name was Inkses when I was a child, like a kid growing up in America. Okay. So what's with this band Inkses? Okay. Last review. I was like, oh, it's in excess. Why didn't they just leave out the I? This, this review is yeah. by Luca Luca Tiel. This is a one-star review. Is about a week. Reviewed in the United States, September 26th, 2019. Well, I hadn't used brand name strings since probably 2004 and figured I'd give them a go in 2019. I Mm. remembered they used to always break on me but assumed that 15 years had passed and they'd hopefully and they'd hopefully would have improved they hadn't they had put the strings on last week and already broke my high e i have never Hi. snapped a <laughs> dadario string maybe i'm cursed maybe I just say, if you notice how these strings snap on you, try another brand. Okay. That's good advice. Are they GHS boomers? No. Are they Ernie Ball? Yes. Just Ernie Ball XL? No. Are they Ernie Ball Slinky? Yes. (laughs) 69. uh, How... 69 strings for Cole. I mean, I remember yeah. when I was a young, a young one, I would break strings fairly often. I don't remember the last time I actually broke a string. Same playing. Same and same. Is that just, I used to use Ernie Ball game? low top heavy, or was it light top yeah. heavy bottom? And I would break yeah, the yeah. high E string all the time, even though I wasn't playing it. Like, I wouldn't ever use that string, but it would always break. See, it makes me think that was, like, a problem with your saddle, right? Like, you well, I think like I just played really hard and, like, 
it was I was probably using like you just said like it was while eight. you weren't playing. No, what I'm saying is like I would play guitar, but I would not use that the high E string because I was just playing like power chords oh, and okay. stuff. So I'm like strumming really hard, so I'm hitting it, but I'm not actually like using it. But it would always break. Yeah, that's what I I'm just, trying to say. I can't remember breaking strings really or I can't remember recently breaking strings. That was like a thing though. Like when you were in high school, it was like yeah, I think maybe now I just change them before they break. Like I used to buy a Probably set of strings so. and just play them until they broke and then buy another one. Well, and you'd like buy a set of strings and I intentionally wouldn't buy Daddario's because I would only replace the string that broke and keep all the other ones. Yeah, in the I remember bag, doing that know? too. Yep. <laughs> or you would like take off and you would keep the old ones. That's what I would do a lot. I would like yeah. wrap them back up. I I would do that. Heck yeah, dude. Well, all right. I have um I have one. Ooh, let me let me tell this story. I have oh. a story to tell. All right. You have one what? I, I had a review to read. <laughs> okay. <laughs> tell your story. What's tell happening your story. Right <laughs> I have one. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean one what? <laughs> so so we have a at my at my school, we have a quad area where where the children congregate and uh, you know, before and after school and stuff. And I was walking through the quad and I saw one of my students and um, I, and I stopped to say hi. And then I realized, and you know, we're, everybody's wearing masks. And then I realized I was like, Oh, I had this kid last year. And I was like, Oh, Hey, what's up? And he goes, he goes, Oh, Hey, Mr. Eisenhower. And I go, I go, Hey, I go, how you doing? He goes, good. And then he goes, Hey, do you remember, last um last february uh we were talking about this virus this new virus in wuhan china and one of the kids in the class said mr eisenhower do you think that virus will get here and you said without hesitation no it won't ever get here <laughs> And then he goes, he goes, and he, you were in, he paused and he goes, one of the first COVID deniers. He paused and he goes, I think about that moment every day. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap, dude. Well, and I laughed fantastic. and I said, I'm, I'm really sorry. <laughs> oh, geez. Every day he goes, he, he goes, no, it. he goes, no, it's not your fault. It's just funny that like, it was the first, here's what it, in, in my memory, it was the That's first time wild. I heard about it. And then I and every day that I that I walk out of my house and pick up the mask that I have to wear <laughs> when I go outside. Oh my gosh! I think about. Remember that time, Mr. Eisenhower said, "No, it will never get here." <laughs> yeah. Over Don't a year later, that, not possible. All the way from China. What are <laughs> air, what's a disease going to get on an airplane? And then I said, I said, now in my defense, in my defense, at that moment. There had been like, like seriously, like five or six, yeah, yeah. like, like really serious uh, viruses in that area that had not come over here yeah. and like ruined our country. Yeah. So that was all, all I was thinking. I was they had lots thinking, of prospects, but no one had ever made the jump to the big leagues <laughs> of global pandemic. So. 
All right. This pedal is one star by Amazon customer. The title is my pedal failed tonight. Not working. I've only used it for a few months. This pedal failed tonight. That's it. <laughs> okay. Did you write that review? <laughs> no, but it's really good. That is Here's the real one. You want to you hear the real review? That might no. help you guess it. All right. All right. Well, that was fun. Thanks for friendship. Thanks for friendship. It was the... okay. Fine. Fine. Aaron. Read the oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I don't know if I want to now. Meow. All right. This is by Dylan D. Yeah. May 14th, 2015. As an intermediate guitarist who is right on money. I think he means tight on money, but who is right on money. Right on money. <laughs> right on the money. Right I on found money. I found this pedal to be a great deal. I bought it so me and my friends could jam to blank song by Nirvana and to get started on my pedal board. Wait, very, why can't you say the song? Because it will give it away. A very good pro about this pedal is that it is, it is extremely durable. Extremely durable. Sorry. Extremely durable. <laughs> Just like any other pedal brand pedal, these things are built like tanks and will take even the most of severe beatings. The effect is very, quote, wet, unquote, and echoey. I don't know how to describe it with words. But just just did. If I could try to use only one, it would be the word calm. The effect has four knobs that help you dial in your style perfectly, and it is fun to fool around with the controls. This review has been all over the place, but I'm just trying to put the positives in the light. I hope this has been helpful. It is definitely a chorus pedal. It is a chorus pedal. Oh, is it a boss CE2? Or no, CE like, is it CE something? Is it a boss? It does not have the word something in the title. <laughs> it is a boss. <laughs> it is a boss. Sorry, my guesses have been all over the place. <laughs> is it? Is it the color blue? With black writing? Some of the writing is white. No. Yes. Oh, is it? Is it like a, is it like a cheap? Mini Chinese pedal? It, no, you guessed the company already. Oh, <laughs> I'm an idiot. I didn't answer though, but you did guess it. But I didn't tell you if you're right or wrong. Oh, is it a Boss pedal? Yes, it is. This. It, does it start with CE? It does. Yes. <laughs> well, technically, it starts with CH, but then it all. So it has a CE later on. It's a it's a current. <laughs> oh, it has a CE later on. Yes. Is it like a chorus ensemble? It is. You're saying it starts a CH because it. So it's like a CE five or something. Oh, it's the CE five. Yeah. Nice chorus ensemble CE five. I couldn't even is, remember like what the current writing. I couldn't even remember what the current CE was. You know? Is that the current one? The five, I, I guess yes, there's like I mean, the C2 Waza, huh? 2015. Yeah, like who's buying? Oh, 2015. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who's buying a CE5 right now, right? Like <laughs> the CE2W is expensive though. It's 150 bucks. So. Yeah, here's here's my favorite <laughs> review that that I didn't read, but it goes. It's one star, great distortion pedal. 
Mine showed up orange and with DS1X on it. 10 out of 10 distortion, zero out of 10 chorus. (laughs) (laughs) DS1X, too, dude. That's hardcore. (laughs) Great distortion pedal, one star. That's so funny. (laughs) That's awesome. Okay, guys, I hate to do this, but I have to. All right. Bid you adieu and say thanks for friendship. Okay. You guys can right. keep going though. Thanks for friendship. A little while. A little while. Thanks for friendship. Thanks cool. for friendship. Thanks for allowing us to continue without you. Like, I don't know. <laughs> you have my permission. <laughs> you have your blessing. Yeah, we should all vote. Let's all vote. Um, can can we continue recording this podcast without Cole? Everybody vote. Yeah. Okay. Cole, what vote is yes. your vote? You vote yes. yes. Okay. Aaron, what is your vote? I prefer to be the swing. Okay, I vote no. Okay, then I vote also no. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Sorry for the short episode. Duty calls, man. You know? No, no, Aaron, you and me are going to talk for a little bit longer. All right. Okay. Okay. I vote yes. I (laughs) vote no. Let's argue about it. Let's argue about it for. Should we talk about best of the best? <laughs> no, I want him to watch it. I, I do too. The fact that he has not, he has also not seen it, like ever. The fact that you have seen it as as a child. No, I watched it like two weeks ago. I know, but you watched it as a child first. Oh yeah, yeah. So like I I had never seen it before, and oh I that's was, right. Every second I was like. How have I never seen this movie? <laughs> it's like so right up your alley. I'm very yes. surprised that you've never seen it. <laughs> yes. It I don't want to say anything else because I want I want to watch I I want to talk about it with Cole. I will uh, just say that the casting is amazing. Every person is. in that movie is perfect for their role. <laughs> James Earl Jones is out of bounds. He has no business being in this film. Yeah, what? The, there's so many things that are like, wait, what the hell is happening? Why? <laughs> like, his acting, every choice he makes is so bizarre. Yes. And Eric Roberts, he, so often he talks like he's a deaf person. Yes. Is he hard of hearing? Is, I, I, I don't I've, know, but. But I've never seen him do that before. Maybe I've never seen him in a movie. It it sounds like he's always about to cry. Yeah. And well, so he's he, like holding he back cry. tears while talking though. But he's all like a lot of like he's trying to open his mouth so everyone can read <laughs> his lips clearly. It's really weird. It's very odd. But what a what a film, man. Tommy. Is that the son's name? Tommy. No, Tommy is here. The, Tommy is the his teammate. Oh, that's right. It's like it's like Rufus or Walter. His son's name is Walter. 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 I'm here. Why I'm is here. his son's name Walter? What you said, name. okay, we can't we can't talk about it anymore. But but what you said <laughs> you said that his ten year old son who acts like he's five. Made me laugh really hard. Well, I think the kid is like supposed to be like five or six in the movie, but he's played by like a way older actor. Yes, that actor. He's been in a few other movies. And um, (laughs) fun fact: I was uh, camping uh, 
off the off the central coast at mm-hmm. one of those like you know campgrounds that are like right on the beach. Yeah, and that that young man was in the campground next to me with his family. Oh, really? Yes, I don't remember his name. And I was like, don't... <laughs> I really want to ask for his autograph. I was like, you know, like I was probably like <laughs> this kid. Twelve He's years like, old. How does anybody know me? Bro, he was like, he was a big deal. Now I got to look him up. Eden, his name is Eden Gross. Played Walter Grady. Let me see. That movie was 1989. He was born in, oh, he was in Child's Play also. He was born in 78, so he was 11. He was, so he's my age. Yeah, and he's supposed to be playing, like, a very small child. Dude, did you see, have you seen, okay, so the the woman trainer? uh, Yeah. Have you seen a a recent picture of her? No, who is she? Louise Fletcher? No, that's the mom. Oh, Sally Kirkland? She's really old. What, why, what's the thing with the recent picture? She looks terrifying. She's super old. But like, she did not look very old in the, in that. She was like almost 50 in the movie. It's so weird because in that time period, like, like the way people dressed and wore their hair and wore their like clothes and makeup. Yeah, like, it's impossible to know how old anybody was. Yeah, there, it was so, it was like. <sighs> like you look at yearbooks from like the 80s and like yes, all the high school look kids 30. look like they're in their 30s. Yeah, yeah. it's insane. It's like, did they look like that in person or is it just like the way they photograph them and stuff? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, Walter, uh, Eden Gross, mm-hmm. Child's Play. One, two, and three. Best of the best. Okay. Ren and Stimpy. Oh, really? Like, is he like a main character or just a bit player? Like a Well, eight like episodes. One or two episodes. Oh, he had a string. He had a an arc. Are you excited about the new Loki movie? I mean show series on Disney Plus? Uh yes. I have not. I watched the first episode of Hawk and Soldier. Hawk and Hawk and Soldier. Hawk, Hawk and the Win- what is it? The Winter Soldier and Hawk. No. Hawk and the Winter Soldier. No. Captain America, Winter Soldier, and Hawk. No. The there is Hawk. No Hawk. There's no Hawk. No. A Falcon. Yes. <laughs> the Falcon Birdie. and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> I'm sorry. Birdie and the Soldier. Wait, so... So is Birdie... Yeah. Is that... Okay, who, who's Don Cheadle? Okay, this is a good question. Don Cheadle was the actor... Uh, actually, wait a minute. No, I mean, I know no, who Don Cheadle not... is, but... Okay, Don Cheadle is a different superhero character. Is that Rhodey? 
so when when Terrence Howard left, did Don Cheadle come in and play a different role, or did he take over the same role? No, he he played the same the same. It was like the same character. Pre- we're just pretending that nobody will notice. Yeah, if we switch out one black man for another black man. Yeah, but that has nothing to do with the Falcon. Right, it's a different character. Correct. Because I was like, did they switch him out again, like for a third person? No. Is it Tyrese? No. No. Tyrese is the singer. It's Ty something. And Tyrese is the singer, and also not, and also in Fast and the Furious, and not in any of the Marvel universe characters. It's Tyrese Gibson. So who's in the Falcon? Who is the Falcon? Who uh, plays the Falcon. Mackay Pfeiffer. No. No. <laughs> You're kind of making this worse. <laughs> it's Anthony Mackey. It's Anthony. Yeah. I get I get them confused name wise because they're both in Eight Mile. Yes. And when he says no, this is not a movie. There's no Mackay Pfeiffer. For a long time, when he said that, I thought he was referring to Anthony Mackey's character. And so there's a mental block in my head <laughs> where I think Anthony Mackey is Mackay Pfeiffer, okay. even though I know he's not. Okay. Well, I'm glad we could clear that up for you. Which but one was we in on the podcast? <laughs> Which one is in what? Who's who's the guy that's in the one with with um with with um Sean Connery? <laughs> Where he's like a teacher. That uh <laughs> I know it's a different person. That is a that is another different person actor what's that movie called uh, teaching mrs tingle no <laughs> <laughs> it's is it mr something he's dead right sean connery is dead yeah he died last year a few months ago oh what is that movie does it have october in the title <laughs> have winter in the title it's not winter's bone um no it's called it's not the rock finding forester yes Tower. finding forester for ah oh. okay finding forester who is the is a young man named who is the co-star rob brown I believe, who has not really been in anything else. Although he's in The Dark Knight Rises, apparently. So he's not, who's who's in Save the Last Dance? <laughs> it's Julia Stiles. That's Julia Stiles. And Omar Epps. No. No, it's Sean Patrick Thomas. Wait, what's Omar Epps in? Um, <laughs> is he a heartthrob? That's what I want to know. Like, does he play like that kind of character? Like, I feel like he would be in that girl trip movie. Oh my gosh. You know who, um, Sean Patrick Thomas from Save the Last Dance? You know what else he was in? No. 
I'm pretty sure he he was in uh, Can't Hardly Wait. Oh, Cruel Intentions. He's in Cruel Intentions. Oh, is he one of the friends in Can't Hardly Wait? He's the guy in Can't Hardly Wait who's like, it's all about the memories, man. Is he? I think. I mean, I believe you. Well, but I hope it's true. <laughs> I don't think he is. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, you're right. He's jock number two. <laughs> jock number two. <laughs> Remember when you hit that line drive and it hit you straight in the nuts? Oh, 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 yes. Remember that time? And everyone just walks away from him. No one wants to talk. Yeah, nobody wants to listen to him. No one wants to hear your memories from like a week ago. Yeah. Poor guy. I wonder who jock number one is. Jock number one is going to be... That weird white dude. Troy... Troy McClure, no. Um, Trip McNeely, no. It's Shannon Rowe. But yeah, it is that guy. He's weird. He was in Biodome and Boogie Nights. You think his, do you think his name is actually Shannon? I don't know. With the C? This is not, not the content people are looking no, for. No, it's not. Aaron... <laughs> Tell the viewers, um, we're very glad to have you back. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You've been you've been listening to the episodes while changing poopy diapers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and driving, making many hospital visits. Correct. Um, I know that you've had very serious things going on in your life but mm-hmm. what was your favorite thing that i did on the podcast while you were simply a viewer wow um i think that my favorite part was when you completely went silent during the football soccer talk <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. I would. I was. And and when I re-listened to it, I was like, I have not said anything. Like, I'm I'm listening to and I'm like, I have not said anything for like, maybe it might have actually been like 10, a 10 yeah, minutes. Yeah, it was so long saying time. Nothing. Okay, which, which thing, <laughs> which thing made you the most angry that I said? That you could not react to because oh, you were. I don't. I honestly don't remember. I should. You should have given me this homework earlier. There were things. Um, actually, wait a minute. We could probably figure it out because when you were commenting in the group, yeah, that was. Cl- oh, it was clearly because you were bothered. What was the one? It was about the <laughs> cilantro. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> cilantro and coriander. <laughs> that was the thing. <laughs> you idiot. Yes. It really rubbed me the wrong no, way. No, it's the spice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the coriander is the it's plant. Suppose, it's, it's the plant. Is that what we call the spice? It's the seed. Well, the thing is, you said that ground cilantro is coriander, but that's not true. It is true. No. It is true. Coriander refers it's to the seed. It's a true seed. statement. It's a true statement. No, it's you not. Can't say, yet, you can't say it's, it's, you can't say it's wrong. It's a true statement. It's not. Is it? I mean, I don't think so. 
No, because cilantro. That is what we call it. Is the leaf. That is also what we call the leaf. But if you grind the leaf of cilantro, it doesn't become coriander. Oh, wait. Did I say it was the actual leaf? Yeah. Or you said if you take cilantro and grind it up, that's coriander. <laughs> and that's your issue? Yes, it's not true. Gosh. The seed is coriander because you can have coriander that's ground or whole. And same with cilantro, but they're still distinct in America. Idiot. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you asked. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what thing did you, what thing did Cole say that made you angry? You know how some people think cilantro tastes like soap? Yeah. Is that are you one of those? No. All right. It tastes like freaking cilantro. It's it's a mint it's part of the mint family, right? I believe I so. I think I it is. But like I'm not I don't have like a super like I, I'm not like one of those people that has like a really, really fancy palate and like uh -oh. can identify all kinds of things. But, like, you put cilantro in something, and I go, ooh, this has cilantro in it. Yeah, I don't think, yeah. hmm, I wonder, did you put soap or cilantro in this? I don't think that. <laughs> it's like. There are. Um, their tongues are broken. Or no, but brain broken? I, I, I sympathize because growing up, there was, like, certain grocery store versions of, like, 7-Up. You know, lemon-lime grocery store drinks had a very strong soapy flavor to me what yeah so i'm like this tastes terrible it's like kind of tastes like soap weird why were you drinking cilantro soda no it was lemon lime soda well, no, oh, i get confused. it <laughs> they say the recipe for sprite is lemon and lime but i tried it at home <laughs> there's more to it than that <laughs> <Stupid>. <laughs> <laughs> that's dumb that's pretty dumb anyway um i don't know of anything specifically that was said that did that to me maybe uh i, I think i was probably frustrated during the whole like what is which one which of these bands are emo or punk or like whatever yes <laughs> But I can't remember specifically what now. <laughs> and the timeline, like the used are definitely were around before my chemical romance. Like oh, they're not you were very, I don't you were, think of them as contemporaries. You were screaming at your phone during that. Yeah, part. I was like, the used is older. <laughs> the used is older. <laughs> also Aaron, apparently when Ozzy bit the head off of that bat, apparently he thought he claims that he thought it was a fake bat. Yes, I've heard and someone that story. like threw it to him, and he yeah, somebody thought that that he was throwing a rubber bat on the stage. Yeah. Now, in his defense, why would there be a dead bat? Bat. Yeah. Why would someone throw an actual bat on stage? That is that's dead. Insane. Yeah, that's a crazy thing like to do. A a bat that isn't alive. Why, how would that get thrown on stage? That does seem odd. Yeah, and if you're like in the middle of singing and stuff, you you're not gonna like stop and inspect it and be like, oh, is this is this rubber like I think it is, or is it a dead animal that someone <laughs> brought into here and threw up on stage during the my concert? 
<laughs> I know you don't you don't follow sports, but in in hockey, there's this thing a lot of, where they throw dead animals on the ice sometimes. No, they don't. So certain certain teams, like for some reason the Detroit Red Wings, people will come and throw octopus onto the ice. No, they like smuggle it in and throw it onto the ice. Yeah. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I don't know, but they do. And in Nashville, you can't call yourself a sports fan and say, I don't know why they do this. (laughs) I don't know. It's insane. Why? (laughs) I mean, I could Google it, but like it seems, it seems just like you can't just be like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Because like, why don't they? Okay. I can tell you exactly why now I've, I Googled it. Tell me why. Um, so it's called the Legends of the Octopus, and it's a sports tradition that dates back to the early days of the Stanley Cup playoffs, where you only had to win two series to get the Stanley Cup, which means you had to win eight times, and octopus have eight appendages. Wait, but but you said animals, and now we're talking. It sounds well. Like that's we're the only octopus talking about octopus. That that's the one. But in Nashville, the Predators people throw catfish on the ice why that i don't know (laughs) aaron (laughs) aaron you can't keep telling me strange things go i don't don't know that's just a fact of life that's the way it goes there uh it's because of carpet baggers i'll say in a in a way apparently there was a um so i don't know if you know this but apparently nashville has a pretty big apparently um industry of automobile building auto plants um in nashville and so a lot of people moved from detroit to nashville when the plants were closing in in detroit and there used to be red wings fans so they knew about the legend of the octopus but now they're in nashville and you can't do the same thing and it's so hard like, to get a hold of an octopus. Yeah. yeah, so they're like, what's the Nashville equivalent of an octopus? But it's easy and to get a hold of a freaking catfish. It's a catfish, <laughs> yes. Are you serious? Is that really what is happening? According to this article written by Chris Chamberlain. That is the freaking dumbest thing That's ever. what happened. <laughs> so they just throw, they throw catfish. Hi, Brittany. It's- and it's oh, technically cool. illegal to to bring them into the stadium, so you have to smuggle them in. Of course. And then <laughs> throw them on. Oh, listen Tell her to this. I said hi. She's gone. They then smuggle the beasts inside, often using plastic wrap or tape to affix the contraband to the small of their backs, stomachs, or legs. <laughs> what? Yep. That's Tell her I said hi. That's not her. Um, and so I'm going to see if anyone else. I think someone also throws squids on the ice. Who throws squid on the ice? Uh, <laughs> no, the Redwood don't throw squids. I don't think anyone throws squids. Anyway, that's the only two animals that I know of. But if you score three goals in one game, that's called a hat trick, and everyone throws their hats on the ice. That's dumb. I don't, because I'm poor. Right. I would. But they usually like they usually 
they usually um, pick them up and like donate them to some local thing. A bunch of used hats. <laughs> That's the stupidest thing. <sighs> we, we're just going to donate all these caps to, to local charity. And that's all I know about throwing things on the ice. Okay. Well, thanks for friendship. Yeah, thanks for friendship. Oh